Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Hyperconscious Podcast. Alan, what is Hyperconscious? Once you understand why something is the way that it is, now you have the power to change it. Great conversations with great people and great questions are the keys to the kingdom of unlocking your consciousness. Every single action that you do starts as a thought. When you control the way you think, you will control the way you act, and you will control the way you live. That is hyper-conscious. Ladies and gentlemen, the Hyperconscious Podcast is proudly sponsored by our friend and mentor David Meltzer of the Playbook Podcast. He was kind enough to join us on episode 144 and 135. Folks, it has become Kevin and I's mission in life to help you realize that the life of your dreams is right on the other side of you becoming the greatest version of yourself. Let us help you do that. I rarely do these things twice in such a short amount of time, but you guys impress me. I, I believe in people that provide value and of our service. You two guys are on your way to huge fulfillment, purpose, and profitability, and I look forward to helping you both. We appreciate that more than you know. Gentlemen, welcome back to another very special, as always, episode of the Hyperconscious Podcast. We hope you enjoyed our latest episode where we were lucky enough to sit down with the one and only Tim Allison. Today, for episode number 279, we are going to do a scratching the surface on core values and how to find yours. So before we jump into this episode, I'm going to ask you to go to wwwtopnotchlive 2020 Dot com spelt just like it sounds folks we got a big event coming up we are 18 days out 18 eight speakers two Q&A panels hour and a half for lunch to network and meet people again if you have goals and dreams which you do if you listen to this show there is nothing more valuable than creating allies and learning get in this room create allies learn a bunch of stuff that you did not know set yourself up for success in 2020 do not let it be the same as 2019 wow not bad strong work and if you're looking for a group to support you to make sure 2020 is the best year of your life, if you go to the hyperconsciouspodcast.com, join or click join hashtag hyperconsciousnation at the top and or bottom of the page. Oh, yeah. You will be entered into our private Facebook group where you will find a bunch of like-minded individuals who want to get better. We talk about books. We talk about habits. We talk about all those other things. Also, I'm going to throw this out there right now. Alan and I haven't talked about this, but we are also going to start putting special content in there that doesn't get released anywhere else. Ah, I dig so it. So I'm just going to I'm just going to throw that out there. Cool, man. Yeah. I dig that. I dig that's so, the first time I heard of that too, folks. Yes. All right, so core values. Core values. Scratch that surface. Yeah. Do you want me to tell the story? Yeah, yeah. Okay. You said that was that was what was going to happen. Yeah, so first I want to apologize my voice is a little off because I have been I would say sick, but on my way back to well-being. Right. 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 Um so core values. I believe that who we become. Do you remember at Influencer when Anthony Trucks talked about how what you create creates you? Yes. 
I think that having goals and dreams that are incongruent with your core values is actually detrimental to your character. So not only are we huge advocates of having big goals and dreams for what it will make of you to achieve them, but we want to make sure they are in alignment with your core values. So picture a pyramid. You've got your true north at the top. That's your desire to serve something greater than yourself. Um, in our case, it's hyper-consciousness. So close to the camera, sorry. You are? No, you're you good. You are. And then picture the bottom of the pyramid is your core values, and then everything in between is your daily system of success, so your day-to-day life. Okay, so I, in my last relationship, several years back, probably a year and a half ago or so now, I was in a dark moment when I was trying to figure out why this was not working. <clears throat> now, again, if you picture that pyramid I described, the bottom being your core values and the top being your true north, at the time, I didn't have full clarity on the bottom of my pyramid, and I was trying to integrate lives with someone, and the two biggest conflicts that I had was goals in conflict and or core values in conflict. So I decided in this dark moment to go home and to really get clear on like what I stand for. Like what do I stand for? Like what is most important to me? And then try to figure out if I do share that with my partner at the time. So these are my six. We whiteboarded and masterminded before this to bring value to you guys. And the goal is this isn't about us. So we had Kevin actually do his. He's got eight. I have six with a flashcard in my pocket. Um, that I keep on me at all times, and we wrote these out on the whiteboard. So number one for me is undying self-belief. Number two is natural health and fitness. Number three is personal development. Number four is a big one, desired growth to achieve massive dreams congruent with one's purpose and highest core values. Number five is a giving heart. And then number six is humility in action. Um, Those are pretty self-explanatory. I can go through each at some point, but I put a true north at the bottom and I said all six must be from a genuine desire to serve. Kevin and I talked prior to this episode about how it's interesting because hyper-consciousness is understanding yourself, understanding the world, understanding why you do what you do and where you fit in it. And this is the first time that he ever really wrote down his core values. Yeah, I think in terms of, I don't know, in terms of my character, I think I've always liked... I always felt like I liked who I was, like especially to and around other people. Um, but this is something that Alan has been doing for a while, and I figured we were talking about, I think we were talking about it last week. And the one thing that keeps coming up is when Alan and I don't feel a pull towards somebody, like maybe it's a guest, maybe it's whatever, whoever it is, more often than not it's because one of these core values isn't there. Right. So imagine this, if you've ever done if you ever like left a room and felt dirty and when i say like i don't mean physically dirty i mean like oh i wasn't myself like off yeah i I don't normally do that that is probably because you stretched your core values and your core beliefs you probably weren't who you said you were in that room right so maybe you made some inappropriate jokes that you that go against who you are right right? you might have done that or maybe you weren't reliable when you should have been maybe you broke somebody's trust and that's something that you really really you know that you value that so highly in yourself maybe you lied when your your core value is honesty yeah something like right, that right yeah. so if you've ever felt dirty or if you've ever felt regret that's another thing oh yeah if you leave some sort of function conversation whatever and you regret something why do you regret it probably because you didn't follow through with what you value so so true so i for me and i said i was going to try to swing this into the kevin way when I look at my core values, it's always what I admired in other people. I, and I think that makes sense. Yeah. Right? I think that makes sense. So, 
The camera just shut off? No, I don't think so. Check, but I think it was just the monitor. Okay, I'm going to double check. Double check. So I said this before, and I'm trying to put this into Kevin terms. And imagine that you're the... Let's just do the Joe Rogan thing. Joe Rogan says, be the hero of your own story. And what would your hero be? Like, what would they... What kind of characteristics would they have? They'd be brave, they'd be intelligent, they'd be trustworthy, they'd be giving, all of those things, right? If you could turn yourself into the character that you think would be the best, what would that person have? And that's kind of how I think. Because at the end of the day, like, we are going through this journey. All of our journeys, I mean, it's not really a movie, but it kind of is, right? We have our ups and downs, we have those rock bottom moments, we have those breakthroughs, we have the relationships, we have, you know, all of those things. So, what kind of character... Do I have? And that's that's my goal. I've done one of these. I've done this exercise with many of my clients. And what I have them do is write down on a blank sheet of paper every single core value that resonates with them. And if you want to dig even deeper, what you can do is get a piece of paper, two columns, draw a line down the middle. On the left, put the core values that you aspire to. In other words, like Kevin just described, like be the hero of your own story. What would that hero embody and then on the right side what would be something that you've always really disliked so for me one of the things that really fires me up or really bothers me is wasted potential so naturally one of my core values is desired growth to achieve massive dreams congruent with one's purpose and highest core values so you're going to get a lot of clarity on who you are and who you aspire to be when you do this because it's going to become very evident where you've been screwing up so for me when i look at my six Humility in action is probably the biggest bottleneck to me not feeling congruent with my highest self. And the other thing I want to say when it comes to your relationships, um, in my last relationship, I did not share all six of these core values. And in my relationship now, I do. And like I said, if you want a great relationship, the two biggest bottlenecks, in my opinion, to having a wonderful growing relationship into the future together is going to be goals in conflict or core values in conflict. So if you're not even aware of what your core values are, maybe, like, what if you feel that dirty feeling after leaving the room with your significant other? Well, you're in trouble. Exactly. Then you're in trouble. You're in trouble. Exactly. I, and the other thing is, when, when you ask somebody, if I was to say, what do you look, not you specifically, but if I was to meet somebody, say, what do you look for in a, in a lover? Yeah. You know, you're go- nine times out of, out of ten, you're going to hear, like, well, they have a good heart and they have a good sense of humor. Okay, cool. Like, that's the beginning. That's you searching for your core values. Imagine if you had those specific core values written out and you knew exactly what you were looking for in somebody else. Right. Imagine how much easier it would be to find that. Imagine how much less time it would take. Like, you wouldn't be going out on dates and wasting your time if you immediately realize, oh, this person doesn't seem like they have a giving heart. They don't seem like they're trustworthy. They don't seem like they're that reliable. Right. You, you, I think that's a thing, like... We always say that clarity, clarity is one of the most important things in anything, right. in any journey. Yeah. I think this holds true not only for yourself, but for relationships too. Imagine the career or the field or the passion or the dream that you end up doing is going to reflect these in some way, shape, or form. Right. Right? So I'll hammer through mine, and then we'll talk to you guys about how you can get yours. So number one to me is protective. Or protection. I'm a very protective person. I think that goes back to it's probably being the small kid, honestly. Right. I've I was always the small kid, but I could always I was always strong, so I could always fight. 
So I, I've always valued people who protect other people. Sean Thornton was the enforcer for the Bruins. He's my favorite player. Like man crush all day, every day. Right. But you it's always interview him, man. Yeah, Sean. Th- I know I, he doesn't even have a social media man. He's a he's a baller. He just does what he wants. Um, but <laughs> set for, the intention. Yes, for me, it's always been I I want to be pro- I want to be able to protect. It doesn't necessarily mean I want to be overly protective, but I want the capability to protect anybody and everybody. That's huge for me. Number two, a giving heart. I love giving money to people. I love I love helping people in that way. I think that comes from my mom. We didn't have a lot of money growing up, but she always she always gave big tips. She always gave me like cash. So like that, that is a, <laughs> awesome. that is a way to to my heart. So, new baseball bat. No new baseball bat. Yeah, she gave me a hundred dollars one time for making her bed for some reason. I was like, yeah, cool. I can make this bed. It's awesome. So for me, it, when I get money, it makes me feel good. So like I like I think a lot of people feel good when they get money. So I want to be able to drop a hundred dollar <laughs> bill for a wait a waiter or a waitress. Like that's that's a thing for me. Amen. So I think as long as it's used in the right way and it's not from ego, you know that that's very important too. Mm. Number three, trustworthy. I think. That is, it's so important in every facet of life, whether you're a business partner, whether you're a lover, whether you're a father, whether you're a brother, a sister, a, anything. If you're a leader, you have to be trustworthy. And if you're living, you're a leader. You're leading somebody. Whether or not you know it, that's, that's a whole other conversation. But you, you are leading somebody. And I don't ever want anybody to question whether or not they can trust me. That's, that's very important for me. And that goes right into number four, reliability. I want to be the person who always, when I say I'm going to do something, I want to be the person who does it. And am I always? No, I, I guarantee I'm not always. I'm, I know I've slipped up and, and not been that. But now I'm trying to do a much better job of not saying yes to things that I know I'm not going to follow through on. Like I used to say a lot of like, yeah, I'll do that even though I'm not interested. And I knew I was going to cancel later. And I don't want to be that anymore. Wow. So All, that's the one that you're... Working on the most? Yeah, I would say so. Cool. And I think I'm, I think honestly that's one of my best things. I think you're very reliable. Yeah, man. I appreciate it. For that. sure. I appreciate that. I'm reliable Always on, the on, things, time. on the things that I care about. Right. And the problem is like, if I say yes to something I don't want to do, a good chance of canceling it. And you're not going to think I'm reliable. <laughs> right. But that is what it is. Uh, number five, always... For, fortunately for me, Kevin cares yes. so much about this podcast. Yes, so much. So he's always reliable. Number five is always, always exceeds expectations. So... If you've been listening to us, you know that we've had opportunities to interview. We have interviewed people that their oh, yeah. results in their perception far outweigh what their character is. And again, I don't. For those of you who are coming to the event Top Notch Live on January twenty fifth, like I've already told a bunch of people to like come see me. I want to meet you. I don't ever want anybody to leave that room thinking I'm a bad person or I'm worse than they thought or I didn't live up to their expectations. Maybe that's a bad thing. Like maybe that's a a fear-based thing. But I always want to... I think aspiring to be a great person is the best thing. I just... I don't ever want to be like... I don't ever want somebody to be like, oh, that's my dream interview. Like Kevin Paul Mary is my dream interview and I had him on and he was like a dick. I don't ever want that. I I don't ever want that. Why? I mean, I, I don't disagree. I think that's great. I'm just trying to figure out where that came from. Because I think that's made you the man. A big part of that has made... Even if it was fear-based originally... I know, I know. It's made you a big part of who you are. And it's like... I'm looking at these right now. And it's like, I work with Kevin. And I have for the last three years. And these are fire. And it's like, if we had core values in conflict, there's no way this would have worked. Oh, no. We did. Yeah. Humility and action. That was a thing. And right. for, for me, undying self-belief. I didn't have that. Dude. I didn't have Look that. at this freaking board right now. I just had a breakthrough. 
the biggest pain points in our business partnership has been me not being reliable and you not having self-belief in the macro. Right. And me not being humble. Dude, that's interesting. Our biggest disconnects were were core values in conflict because our true north was always on point. So we don't usually have goals in conflict. But here's the thing. Let's say you don't believe in yourself as much as I do. We might have a a goal in conflict because I'm going to want to shoot higher than you. Right. Right. Let's say that you're more reliable than me. Like today, I was late to the studio by like 15 minutes. Um, again, because I was trying to achieve our goals. But like, it's just, the, I just had a major breakthrough. Um, yeah, what I said earlier about being in a business partnership, an intimate relationship, a friendship. If you're, the people in your life do not share your core values, it is going to be a pain point. And the only wrong answer is to not be aware of that. And another thing is like, Let's now this let's and I'll, so my last one is work ethic. I mean, I like somebody who works super hard. I want to be somebody who outworks people. Like that's a thing for me, right? I'll drive longer. I'll work out longer. I'll stay up longer. Like that's a thing for me. I just I want to be able to outwork anybody because I think you know those who work hard are successful in the end. But imagine you're in a relationship with somebody right now, and you've been afraid to write out what your core values are. Because you know, subconsciously or consciously, that your partner does not share most of these. I've been there. That's exactly right. how I felt. Yeah. So if you're in a relationship right now, and I've been here too. I've been here too. So I'm going to challenge you if you're watching or listening to this. If you're in a relationship and it feels quote unquote off, if you don't right. see a future with this person, if you're constantly questioning yourself, any of these things, sit down and write out your core values. 25. Write out 25 things that make you who you are and that you value in other people. And this is going to be a a hard exercise, but let's be real. How many of these things, am I ever not going to be protective? No, it's not going to happen. Am I ever not going to have a giving heart? Nope, won't happen. Oh, and number seven was humor and eight is resilience. Um, Am I ever not going to be trustworthy? It bothers me to my core to think about Lying to people. Mm. It genuinely does. Reliability, I'm always going to be reliable. Right? So, of course you can change. Of course you can change. And these are the things that you value, therefore... You value You value them in other people. Right? You do what you value. Right. If one of my core values is being a dick, that'd be a problem. Right. Right? That'd be a giant problem. Like, being arrogant. If that's that's one of your core values, you're you're in trouble. If you value kindness and one of your friends is a dick... Yeah, it's not going to... It's never going to work. No. And it's always going to feel off, and you're gonna it's going to rationalize it. It's going to be the the scratch on that friend. Right. Right? We've all had that friend. Like, he's my buddy, but... Oh, yeah. He's kind of a dick. <laughs> right? Everybody, Everybody's had that. Right. Everybody's had that. Now, if he also was a liar... Right. And he wasn't reliable, would you keep him around? Maybe not. Maybe not. Maybe right. not. So if you're in a relationship and you feel some sort of contrast, there's a good chance the person that you're with has some of your core values. The hard thing is thinking to yourself, am I in love with this person's potential or am I in love with what is? Right. I think a relationship is the balance of being being happy. I don't want to use happy. I want it to be more than that. Being excited about what is, but also excited about what could be. I think right. too, Simultaneously. Many, too many people are excited about what could be and dealing with what is. Right. And if you're in that spot, you're waiting on somebody to change one of their core values, you should probably be with somebody else, is what I would say. 
the I agree with all of that. The only olive branch I would like to extend to the listeners is remembering that these core values are a byproduct of their goals. Because if you think about values, if I, you, I disagree. If you don't value money, why would you have a goal to make more money? But I disagree. I had all these before the podcast. All Not as much. No, but they were still there. Oh. They were still so there. So it amplifies your core values? I think it amplifies and it only puts a spotlight on the bad ones. Right. But only if your true north is congruent with these. So what's interesting is that, okay, so this podcast, having the greatest podcast ever. Of being all time. The, of all time. Of all time. Will force Kevin to be more protective, more giving, more trustworthy, more reliable, more humorous, more de- more deserving. As a matter of fact, we were just talking about you on stage being more humorous. Yeah. Because you'll connect with more people, have more work ethic, exceeding expectations. Like, choose goals that will force you to stay accountable to your truth. Is that what you're saying? Because these were true for you before, they just weren't amplified? Yes, but I don't necessarily think... I think the majority of your core values are what your core values are, and whether or not you lean into them, that's going to determine where you end up. The mistake that I've made is choosing a goal that was not congruent with my core values. Yeah. Na- now I choose, now I consciously, hyperconsciously, some would say, some choose would say. my goals that I believe will force me to be even more of these core values. What if some people think that their core values are holding them back from being successful? Just hypothetically. Well, then, well, give me an example. I don't know. Uh, just. I don't know. Like, say somebody would say... Oh, you mean like, let's say family was your core value, and, right, and yeah, your goal takes yeah. you away from family? Yeah, or maybe it's it's being... You have to choose. Maybe it's being, like, um, empathetic towards others, and you think, you know, a certain level of success would, would make you not connect with people, or... Then that's an inner conflict that is holding you back from being successful. Right, right. They really are everything. Dude... Like, remember, I, my my fear of going back into the sales version of me yeah. was I was f- afraid that I would be arrogant. And that's because humility is one of my core values. I'm, I don't want to be arrogant. So, they're super connected. I would argue that you got to set goals that are congruent yeah. with your core values. Because what if your goal, what's an example of a goal that you've set that wasn't congruent with these core values oh man I mean they're not it's not necessarily on there but one of my goals remember one of my goals was to have a podcast where I sit and smoke weed with rappers right and then I realized like I don't think that's me I don't really think that's maybe at the time I thought that was me but I that's not who I want to be what which of these core values would would that take away from I think it would probably take away from always exceeding expectations because that's the one thing. Like when I was high, I was funny. My my humor was good, but I didn't like who I was. I didn't feel smart. I felt like, yeah, I didn't. I kind of felt like an outsider in most conversations. I didn't like it. Right. I didn't like it. So I think I just I want to use this from the aspect of a relationship, because this this in my opinion is the definition of settling. If you have six core values and the person that you're with only has one of them, and you know this. And you're either A, waiting for them to quote-unquote change, or you're afraid to be single, you are settling. 
I know. And that's where a lot of people are. If you're listening to this right now and your husband or your girlfriend or your wife or your boyfriend or your whatever, whatever it is, they don't have any of your core values, why are you with them? And I'm not saying you have to not be with them, but that's my question to you. What attracted you to that person in the first place? Maybe it was looks. What's keeping you there now? Is it fear of being alone? Because if the only reason you're with the person you're with is because you're afraid to be alone, that is... That doesn't make any sense. It's like staying on a sinking ship because you're afraid to to jump into the ocean. Like, you'll find another boat, but you're never going to find it if you go down with the ship you're on. Exactly. It's not going to happen. And I think... Analogies of life. (laughs) I think that's where a lot of people are. And if you're afraid to look at your own core values because you're afraid the person that you're with doesn't share them, that's a red flag right there. I know. I was there. Um, one thing that I think is a fear that might be holding the listeners back is a fear that I had, which was if I were to admit to myself what I really wanted mm. in someone, I was afraid that that wouldn't exist. I had somebody reach out to me recently and we went over that same thing. Th- this person never had to like, this person had just always ended up in relationships. Right. Never went out and really had to seek them. And hasn't been in a lot of relationships that challenge this person. Right. And I said, you have to sit down and write out what you want in a relationship because a number of things are going to happen. You're either going to realize the relationship I'm in is actually better than I think. Right. Or the relationship I'm in probably isn't going to work in the long run. At least now I have a direction to move in. If, If you're in a relationship and it doesn't feel like it's working... I can't blame you for being scared of getting out of that relationship, but imagine if you designed your dream relationship. Yeah. At least you know what you're shooting at. You have to trust that. I remember using this analogy. It's like, let's say you're shopping for a car. This is a weird analogy, but like, well, okay. So if you're in a relationship right now and you're complaining a lot and I've been there, it's most likely because underneath it, there's a core value in conflict or several. And that was the case for me. That was the case for you. We both now have our dream relationships and we both have, you know, such incredible people who share these core values and I can't even tell you how much better it is. It's not even close. And my fear holding me back was my, if I admitted to myself what I really wanted, I was afraid it didn't exist. But that's just fear. And the moment that I decided to step into what I really wanted and and just own it was the moment that, you know, my person appeared and it's like, I just want to help someone have the courage to really write down what they actually want. I've done this with my clients. It's musts, must-nots, and negotiables. And if you get clear on who you are, who you aspire to be, who you want, and who you aspire to be with, you're most likely going to notice that. Back when I was car shopping because my car shit the bed. For lack of a better term. Yeah, exactly. You know I was going to say that. Um... You showed me Subaru Legacies. Yes. And all of a sudden, I started seeing Subaru Legacies everywhere. That's kind of how it works. When you decide what you really want, the person's places, things, and ideas that will help you get closer to that will appear. All of a sudden, I saw Subarus everywhere. All of a sudden, I was considering Hondas. I was considering Subarus. I was considering Acuras. And all of a sudden, we were in Boston. I'll never forget this. We were in Boston. It was right outside that uh, place where we met with David Meltzer. We met Joyce. Yeah. Right there. Mm -hmm. And I remember looking at Hondas and going, wow, Hondas are kind of nice. I never look at cars. I don't care about cars at all. But I was searching for one. Therefore, I was noticing them. So if you think your person 
who you truly want is not out there. It's not true. I was afraid that I was going to want a red Lamborghini with leather interior with that also can fly and also you can live in it. Like weird analogy, but like <laughs> butchered that one. Another but the point is, is I was afraid that that car didn't exist and it wasn't true. As soon as I decided what I wanted, that person appeared. Fire, mm. fire. So if we got a minute here, about a minute. Mm. If you, we always say. You either get the feedback along the way or you get it all at once. This is your chance to start getting the feedback along the way. Sit down after you listen to this episode, not in your car, when you get home. Write out your version of your top 25 core values in yourself and what you would like in somebody else. If you're in a relationship that you don't feel is great, weigh your options. Where are your core beliefs mixing with your partner's core beliefs? Where are they not? If they're in like the necessary column. It's necessary that this person has a giving heart and they don't. What can you do about changing that? This is a whole another episode, but what right. could you do about changing that and are you willing to stay if that never changes? If not, you have some things you have to you have to change. Yeah, the only thing I'll add to that... 15 seconds. 15 seconds. The only thing I'll add to that is if you write down 25, I would argue that you should highlight the most important ones. I second that. Yeah, like circle the ones that are like absolute musts and then see if your partner conflicts with those and or your friends, any anyone in your life. If you're having friction with someone in your life, it's most likely a core value in conflict. Ladies and gentlemen, we challenge you to get clear on these. I guarantee they will change your life. We hope you enjoyed and we will talk to you on Sunday. Talk to you soon. Bye. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you so very much for listening to another episode of the Hyperconscious Podcast. Going hyperconscious will absolutely change your life because if you understand why something is the way it is, now you have the power to change it. If you going hyperconscious with us has changed your life in any way, please share this episode with one of your friends because the more people that go hyperconscious, the better this world's going to be for everybody. And if you would kindly leave us a five star review on iTunes, that would help us make more people hyperconscious and we would be greatly appreciative. Thank you. Bye.